If you're listening to this, I want to tell you thank you for putting up with uh, my slack because I haven't been on here in like months. Part of it is because I've been really busy with work stuff, which I can't wait to share and other stuff like just being drained from stress. So I've been really putting everything off if I can, but hopefully I can keep doing this and um, I'm going to try and get all the military stuff out of the way because it kind of hurts my head having to remember everything since my uh, memory is so shot so I'm going to get all the military stuff out of the way so that way I can move forward with like weekly stuff and in the present versus the past to get that out of the way and be more consistent for everyone that is actually listening to this so this episode is going to be on my experience with moving to Germany so I'm just going to get into it So after tech school, I did go home on leave for a little bit and I remember I had to pack what I wanted to take, right? I have a lot of stuff and I like decorating and by stuff I mean like little knickknacks that are cool and basically clothes. So I had to fit my whole life in two suitcases and another two bags were for all my military stuff and I'm just thinking okay how am I gonna fit all my stuff in two suitcases so I really had to pick and choose what was gonna come with me and most things that I ended up leaving at my parents my mom did send but I've probably gotten rid of um, everything from that point now it's been like five years but uh, I was definitely nervous before I left I was about to be on my own like for real for real this time it was only four months since I had been gone to boot camp and then I was about to leave again so over there um, with driving you can get an international license and they had recommended me to take it online at home while I could so that's what I did I took an online like DOD license test and honestly it took me four hours it was pretty hard um I actually had like two other people helping me but got my license so that way when I got over there I was able to drive right away but my car was still um, needing to be shipped so I had to get all that figured out and uh, luckily the Air Force paid for my car to be shipped over so um the car I drive now has been my first car everything my only car and Yolanda that's her name Yolanda the Honda she is a world traveler and it's so funny because if I were to put all the stickers of places she's been she'd probably be full because she really took me all over Germany Switzerland France the Netherlands you think of it if I could drive there I went there in Yolanda (laughs) okay but anyway as the days got closer to me leaving home for Germany, I got more anxious and I got more sad. I didn't want to leave my parents and I didn't know anyone over there. I had my sponsors and stuff and I remember when my parents took me to the airport and I really didn't want to let go. Um, I was like crying because I didn't want to go anymore and I was like really considering going AWOL. Not really, but I was like not, not ready to leave. But I finally did after like crying a bunch and I was on my first eight hour flight to my new house. If you can hear my cats, I'm sorry. They're mad that they're not in this room, but they would just be attacking everything. So sorry. (laughs) When I got to Germany, my supervisor and my sponsor, Fig, picked me up. It was a Saturday, so I had to take a commercial flight because there was no 
uh, military flights near me so I did fly commercial and they had to pick me up in Frankfurt Germany which was an hour away from where I was stationed which was Ramstein and they ended up taking me to my dorm and to like the store which is the BX which at Ramstein it's huge compared to other bases because it is overseas they had like a movie theater and stuff in there but I had to get my phone set up and wi-fi so that was all really fast I had just landed and it was like go 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 already like get your stuff and then they left me in my room even though my orders had Ramstein they had put me in dorms 15 minutes away from there closer to the town Kaiserslautern Kaiserslautern I can't even talk anymore so I was 15 minutes away from the big base and it was a small one didn't have much as soon as I got into my dorm and I think just put everything down I remember just crying because of how emotional I was and I am an emotional person and I just remember crying and being so sad and hoping like everything was fine but I was like what did I do like I'm all alone all dramatic and whatnot Uh, But I was put to work across the street at this dining facility, and it wasn't my favorite, but it was a small base, so it wasn't too busy, which I was happy actually about being put there first versus the big base one, because I would have been just stressed out of my mind. Four months into Germany, though, they actually had me moved to the big base, not my dorm, but they had me move uh, work locations because I was one of the only people with a car and a driver's license. So that's kind of how it goes. Um, If you can drive over there and you have a car, then they're going to put you where they need you and they don't really care if you're 20 minutes away from your dorm. So I got um, put at the flight kitchen. We would make these things called box nasties, which if you're military, you know what they are. If you're not, Um, They're basically a box, cardboard box, and they go on flights for people that are either deploying or heading back to the States. They can buy one. I don't remember how much they were. Maybe like five or six bucks for this sandwich that was probably soggy from frozen meat, Um, chicken strips that were probably cold, and some Uncrustables. They had to pick one, bag of chips, drinks, stuff like that. It was just like a packaged sack lunch but everyone just called them box nasties. And I remember being so sad that I had to move locations because I had just started getting the groove down to my first work location, and then boom, immediate move. I hate change when there's so much going on. I really enjoy consistency. So this whole time there was nothing, nothing consistent about that. So I was always stressed out, but... I was going to have to get a new groove over there, and uh, I was actually, in the end, I'm happy I got moved because it was a more private location. I wasn't going to be bombarded with as many people. It was um, still routine-based. I just had to get my groove down, and I could listen to music by myself because it was usually just me on my own. I got there in August of 2016. That's when I landed, and then in November is when they moved me to my new work location. So um, I had to get trained and stuff and I got trained up in about a week or less and within the first few days I was all alone and obviously frantic because that's just how I am. But that November is also where I met Ty 
and when I met Ty. And for those who don't know, uh, Ty is my husband. And this is how it went down, which is not how anyone expected or would probably thinking this is how we met. But here's our story because it ties into my Germany time. Um, so he is actually still in right now and his job has been uh, air trans, which is just short for air transportation. Their job would be like loading stuff onto planes, cargo, terminal stuff, like with airport, things like that. They're, they have a lot of things to do, different sections, so I'm not going to go into it. Um, but his location at that time was fleet, so he would be working uh, the downstairs of where I was working. And when planes had meal orders, they would come up, pick up the boxes, sign for it, take them to out to the planes. That was it. So one day I had a meal load of like 180 boxes. It was my first full week alone, brand new. And they were leaving with like three big carts of food, right? 180 boxes. And I just went out before they left. I was like, hey, um, did you sign the paper? Because, you know, everything needs to be tracked and accounted for. And um, sure enough, he Ty responded with, I think I know how to do my own job. And he walked out. And I was like shocked that he spoke to me like that because I was so nice. I'm a pretty nice person. And he just came at me like that. And I wasn't ready for it. So I was like, okay, F this guy. He's a dick on my shit list. I don't care if he's good looking. He looks like a douchebag. And he's a dick. Okay. That's exactly what I was thinking. So the weeks went on and... Ty was working out a lot at that time, so we had, like, chicken breast and, like, chicken strips and food and stuff, so usually um, most of the people from downstairs would come up and get food, so he would always come up and get his chicken breast so he can, like, you know, get yoked, yada yada, and I would really not respond to him. I was just like, "Mm mm-hmm, yup, sure, yeah, whatever, and I don't know if you guys have seen um, Life Size where Tyra Banks is like typing and it's just, <laughs> she's like not putting any royal words. She's just hitting all the little buttons. That was me whenever he would come up to avoid like eye contact. I would just pull up a notepad and pretend to like type something because I did not want to talk. And I remember sometimes he would sit down and I was like, why the F is he sitting here? Like, can't you tell him not really busy or whatever? I would get up and do something um, if I wasn't busy just do extra things like sweep and clean and whatnot, even though it was like early in the shift. So winter time, I was going through a breakup and I was just the saddest sack of poop anyone had ever seen. I really walked into work um, the next day and the girl that was uh, there before me that I was switching shifts with just straight up looked at me and was like, did you get hit by a train? And that's how bad it was so just to put it out there it's i looked rough um i said it was fine blah 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 i put like my sad tunes on i was on myself it was like a sunday i was jamming just crying making these box nasties right and one one of those days it was probably like a month of warning (laughs) but one of those days um ty who was still on my shit list uh 
came up. I think he was going to get some food. And he saw me making sandwiches. Just putting that ham deli meat on there. All sad and whatnot. And I don't think I was crying at the time. But I think you could just see that I was upset. Um, and he asked if I was like, okay. I was like, yeah. Basically, like, just go away. Yes. I just wanted him to get his food and leave me alone. He was like a fly, right? Just I was just trying to whack him away. But he kept buzzing, asking if I was okay. And then... You know when, like, someone's like, oh my god, are you okay? And you just get that gut feeling, like, oh my god, I'm gonna cry right now. That's exactly what happened. So I just look up finally, and he's like, do you need a hug? And I was, at first I said no, and he's like, are you sure? And then I lost it. And he gave me a hug. And how weird that the guy who was a complete dick asking if I was okay gave me a hug. So I thought that was weird. And I guess after that I was like, hey, maybe, maybe he was having a bad day. Maybe he's not as bad as I was, because I was kind of really rude after that. But, I mean, can you blame me? And then after I told him all the details on everything that happened, um, I felt better, and we ended up becoming friends. But then, like, a few weeks or whatever, I was like, wow, you know, he's he's cute. He's not as bad. Because, you know, personality puts people off. So we actually didn't start hanging out until February of 2017, I think it was around that time. I don't remember. <laughs> and I actually had forgot my charger at work. And like I said before, my dorm was 15 minutes away. So by the time I got home, I really didn't want to have to go back on a base, scan in, drive to work just to get my charger. So we were texting at that time and I had mentioned it and I was like, man, I forgot my charger. But I wasn't expecting anything. I was just going to Really, I was just gonna see if I could find another or go to the gas station that was on base and hope that they had one. But he said, uh, don't worry about it, I'll take it over to you. And I was like, what? So he ended up showing up to my dorm and I was watching American Horror Story at the time on my laptop because I never had a computer throughout my time in Europe. Or yeah, no, I never had a TV. I had my laptop. Anyway, um... So, like I had mentioned before, I like knickknacks and decorating and stuff. My dorm was decked out. And at first, yeah, it was like a basic college girl with her tapestry or tapestry, however you want to say it, and duvet that matched the curtains. And I had records on the walls and all kinds of stuff, really. But my dorm looked awesome, okay? Um, and as soon as I opened the door, I saw his eyes like linger to the records, linger to all the stuff on the wall. And I was like, oh, like, do you want to see it? Because I enjoy collecting, like, cool stuff. Not really collecting, just hoarding, really. Anyway, so I, I did get my charger. And while he was looking at everything, he's like, oh, like, what are you watching? And I told him. And then I was like, oh, like, do you want to watch it? And he said he was going to watch an episode because he had better things to do, like go to a party. But um, I fall asleep really easily. I usually don't stay up for movies too often. And I ended up falling asleep, and so did he. Like, for real, falling asleep. And I say that because on our wedding, the guy who got us married, the um, judge guy, made me sound like a little hussy or something. He was like, yeah, she fell asleep, but I swear I really did. I can fall asleep driving, which is bad, but yes. And anyway, that's how it all got started. So Germany was a weird time, um, a lot of days going out. And I was able to travel, but not as much as I wanted to, 
because of work. I know a lot of times, not only I, but my job field, career field or whatever, was screwed over because we were always low manned, no matter where you go, always low manned. So I would try to take trips to like Oktoberfest or things in advance. I wanted to go to Egypt with my one friend that I worked with and we both couldn't go or I had to work weekends and while my friends were out in the summer doing barbecues and stuff, they would come in and be like, oh, like that sucks that you're working. Well, actually these weren't my friends. These were just random people. I'm like, wow, no shit. Like I know it sucks. Anyway, I tried to travel, but you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, I worked my ass off for like 12 hour shifts sometimes just because of how low manned we were. And sometimes I would be too busy to eat, really just making sandwiches and you'd have to make sure people that came to the front desk got their boxes, stuff like that. And there were sometimes people that wouldn't say that their job was services because they were embarrassed of it, but honestly, I didn't pick it, so it's it's whatever. It's what they gave me. No, I wasn't happy with it, but right now I'm I'm out and I'm thankful for the opportunity I had. All I will say that I want to help someone um, to avoid getting a job that they don't like if I can. So make sure you know what you want. I'm going to cut that episode short there. Thanks for listening. And I will continue on with military stuff on the next one. Thanks, guys. Bye.